left, right. So today we're talking about expectations, setting them, what's a reasonable expectation, and just kind of in general how to live a happier life, not be let down all the time. Um, love to hear your comments, love to hear some feedback on this one, and if you're not already subscribed, please subscribe, and don't forget, like this video, we'll be encouraged to make more by you. Thank you. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. <laughs> Cheers. 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 All right, this is episode 40 of Sip Talk. Happy to have you guys here live. James, happy to have you in the house. James, the Bosnia Boswell, accountant extraordinaire, bartender, referee. What don't you do? You're a lawyer. Dance. He doesn't dance, that's true. Oh, he's not a lawyer. Um, Jamie, we had on before, she's a lawyer. We got Andres, the Metagliator. He is a drink connoisseur. I'm a sommelier. So, yeah, uh, got a great nose. Um, what's up, guys? So, they keep changing these apps on us. TikTok, you know, TikTok's good. Instagram, we can't see what people are saying. So, that makes it really tough. I uh, try to catch up with you guys that are here live watching. We appreciate you being here. Um, so, I had an interesting day. Uh, Andreas, I don't know. I think I might have mentioned this to you beforehand. Um, with the gyms, speaking of gyms, Jim, James. Uh, so all this stuff going on at the gym, the gym I've been going to, they don't have a shower. They, they, they won't let you shower there. Same on Planet Fitness as well. Well, they, they don't let you use anything but the... But this Planet Fitness will let you shower. So I came into the Planet Fitness to, uh, to work out this morning. They told me, they told me the showers were up and running. So I packed all my crap into a bag, I come here, work out, take a shower. And of course, like I got, I got, I got to be, uh, I gotta be in the office. I got a, a meeting at ten o'clock. It's like nine thirty. I'm running late, and uh, I realized I didn't pack any underwear. So I'm like, hmm. <laughs> two miles from the house. Uh, what am I gonna do? So walk into the meeting with confidence. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I just let them fly for uh, for a few hours. So I had a chance to, to get to uh, to Macy's, which luckily was was close. So, uh, so a fresh pair on. Uh, that being said, I think it's time for a drink. I love autumn and winter. Thank you for that feedback. Um, you want to pour yourself? Yo, it's finally chilled out down in South Carolina. It's been in the 70s the last couple of days, and it's been great. I believe it. It's, 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 it's been cold here. Um, somehow I feel like the 70s there probably feel like the 40s here. Um, yeah, it was actually a little chilly. I actually turned the heat on in my car driving into work this morning. It was probably like 58. But yeah, I can run the fan and get some fresh air at night. Not have to run the AC. It's wonderful. It's not bad. Um, let me ask, what are you drinking down there? In uh... I am drinking some Seagram Seven on the rocks. I'm out of beers. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh, Andres got some hot sauce. I don't think it's gonna work. Then. Are you gonna stir that up? What is he making a michelada? Trying. Yeah, I'm trying. With Chinese food hot sauce, which is that's that's not advised. I got a, uh, you don't want to use that screw. Use a, you know, a little more things in my mouth before. Here, take a, a thing. I don't even know how to, there you go. 
All right. So besides, uh, besides going commando in the office for a little bit, uh, what else you been up to? What's up, Aaron? Um, not too much. You know, I, I put a feeler out there yesterday about some topics. I got some political stuff. Um, you know, I got I got a, a couple of just random questions about some interactions with clients and crazy stories. Um, so you know, I figure uh, I figure we could touch on some crazy stories. I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of a theory I haven't liked though, and see if we can we can string this one out. Okay. But for me, I typically I I'm I, I'm not let down often, and. I think it is because, hold up, hey, fucker, double checking. <clears throat> All right, cheers. Cheers, cheers, James. Cheers. Cheers, uh, cheers our online crowd. Thank you for joining us. Uh, the drinks, exactly. Hello from Boston. What's up in Boston? Mm. Oh, that was a rough day. The drink helps. Um, but kind of my theory is you don't, you shouldn't have high expectations, especially when it comes to stuff that is coming from other people. I feel that if you kind of set your expectations low, you're more likely to be surprised than if you set your expectations high and then you get let down. The dodgeball philosophy. I have, <clears throat> I have, give me a second. Cause I, maybe I know that, but maybe I don't. But um, like when we have clients, I tell people don't over promise because you can always surprise them down the line. If, if under promise over deliver. Exactly. You can over deliver at the end, but if you, Overpromise, and you fall short, or even if you just overpromise, you know, and you meet and you meet that, people aren't excited about that. But if you underpromise and overdeliver, or if you set the expectations that are reasonable, it doesn't have to be a low level, but at a reasonable level, you're less likely to be let down. And you know, I, I, I set that in many aspects of my life when it comes to hiring people. When it comes to working with clients, you know, that's like having the idea that you've spent the commission money already that you haven't earned. You know, if, if, you, if your expectation is that the, every deal is going to close, and you're going to get paid on everything, and the deals don't close, you feel gutted when this stuff falls out. So, you know, I just, I wanted to, I think that's a good way to, to be pleasantly surprised in many aspects of life. When it comes well, to as a corollary, so back when, in my time in hotels, um, one of the things this came out in training and it was also advice that I gave to the people that I trained is when, when do guests in a hotel get the most upset? When they have to wait for something for so long, like I want my room, but I can't get it. All right. So, so that's, that, that's close. And that's part of it. So the, the general rule is, people would get the most upset when they were expecting something and they didn't get it. So if they were expecting to be able to check in at four and it's four 30 and their room's not ready, they're going to be very upset because that was their expectation. But if they show up at two and on the pre-arrival call or when we took the reservation, we said check-in times at four and they show up at two, they didn't expect the room to be ready. So when we tell them you're going to have to wait for your room, well, that met their expectation because they didn't expect it. And so what I told people that the hotel that I worked at for the longest time was a really nice hotel, but it was a 21 room hotel. It was small. So there were certain, certain things that we couldn't do because we were small that other big hotels could. And so some of these guests that were coming in paying four, five, $800 a night, 
would have expectations of what you would get at an $800 a night hotel that had 500 rooms, not 21. And so I told people when, when it came to reservation training, I said, you need to make sure to be clear with these people what they're going to get and what they're not going to get and try and at least kind of qualify out what some of their expectations are. So that way they have a really firm idea as to what they're getting. Sell the stuff that we're doing that's very good, but also identify if they have any wants or needs that we can't, that we can't address and get ahead of that. So that way they don't get mad the, the next morning when they find out that we don't have an onsite gym. We've got gym passes. It's three blocks away. You can walk there and it's free for you, but it's not on site. And so that way, when people came in, they had realistic expectations for what, what we would provide them. And then if they got upset because we didn't meet those expectations, that's on us. Yeah, exactly. But, but I think, I think that's, you know, it has to do with empathy, understanding, you know, where the other person's mind at and just communication skills. But there were sometimes there were issues that we could be able to front run and, yeah. and know that there were going to be issues because they were expecting something. And we could, we could take care of that before they showed up at the hotel, before they could get upset, set their expectations. And then once they get there, everything's excellent and we exceed their expectations. But if they expect things that were impossible for us, they're going to be upset. But a lot of that, a lot of that has to do with, you know, putting yourself in that other person's shoes. Uh, and understanding what it's going to be like when, you know, what it's, I just think that's like a lot of fucking life, man, is, is understanding what it's like to be in somebody else's shoes. <clears throat> Someone uh, told me once, everyone should be a server at least once in, in their lifetime. Just because when you're a server, you understand the show that they go through and like the cockiness of people, the way oh, that God, they yeah. do it. And like, you cannot, as a server, cannot, and since you were a server as well, or a bartender. Yeah, have you been one? No, not yet, not yet, yet. But uh, I, this person told me from the beginning, and I understand that. So every time that I go to a bar, or in general, I try to behave, regardless of how bad my day was or whatever. They don't, you know, why would I go to a bar and just explode with them? Because, well, I had a shitty day. Yeah, just, yeah we, why are you taking your day out on some stranger? Exactly. But we know so many people also yeah. that, that are servers and bartenders, uh, probably because the, the, the amount of time we frequent establishments. Sure. But I think that's generally good advice is to have to put yourself in a role where you're serving others. It gives you a lot of perspective on life. Um, Even if you can't be there, do your best what it's do your best to understand what it's like being, I got a good one for you. Cause I've been, you know, I've been trying to figure out a way to throw this, this into something. Cause I think it'll save a lot of relationships. Um, or, it, you know, at least if I, if I could convey this to other parties and relationships that I've been in in the past, uh, or at least extend the life support for a little bit longer. But but it, it has to do with a, uh, a communication and a noise volume issue. So if somebody's in another room and it's loud where they are, but they're talking to you, you can hear them. But when you talk back to them, because they're in the loud place, they can't hear you. So for example, if somebody's in the room with the AC on and they're talking to you, you can hear them but you talk back to them, they can't hear you. Somebody's in the shower, they talk out to you, and you talk back to them, they can't hear you. Okay, where so, are you going with this? I'm just, I'm just, like, if you put yourself in that person's shoes, who's in the other room. Why are they wearing shoes in a shower? 
<laughs> you ever get in the shower with socks on? You ever have? Yeah, like- I, feel, I did that um, a couple of weeks ago when I was running and I had stepped in some mud and I was like, you know what? This is probably the easiest way to clean all this stuff off. Well, I just meant without noticing it. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I've never been that drunk. <laughs> I do it so right. Sometimes when it's cold and I wear socks to sleep, I wake up in the morning and. Uh, you sleep with socks? If it's cold, yeah. I don't like to sleep with the heat on, on that much. Uh, or even if like you just you, like finish your work, you get undressed, you go take a shower when you get when you get. Back. How is taking your socks off not like the first thing you do? You take the shoes off, leave the socks on, and then you walk around the house, and then and then you go into the bathroom, you pop the shirt off, you drop trowel, you step in the oh fucking socks. No, that never happens to me. The first thing I do when I get home from work is I change my socks so that way I can have a dry okay, pair on. You watching us, have you stepped into the shower or the bathtub with some with some socks on? I, I really want to know this guy. I've only done it in, rec- in, in recent memory, and by that I mean like five to ten years. I've only done it once, and it was 100% intentional because they were muddy from a run. Well, I mean unintentionally. I mean, I'm the, the zero times. Because my child like, oh. has exactly. My, I have a oh, child. yeah. So that's the level that you're on, just so you know. I, I've, ne- I've never said I'm not. And that's and the problem is people set really high expectations, <laughs> and then and then and then shit gets mixed up in communication or something was expected of me. You know, like like it, you know, again when it comes to relationships, like I never make the bed. I've never made the bed. It's not something I don't mind having an unmade bed. I just don't you mind make, if I have an unmade bed. Well, it's on, it's on camera. There's no when when we when I had uh, when they did the YouTube uh, bachelor pad special in my apartment. Uh, I cleaned the apartment, I made the bed, I folded clothes. I don't normally do that shit, and I did it. So it looked good for the video, but I don't typically do that shit. I think Why you're just gonna get back into the bed the next night? Why are you like? Even yeah, I mean I make it when I put new sheets on the bed. Actually. I don't even put new sheets in the bed. The lady does it. So. <laughs> I don't mean I don't mean the you know when I'm in a relationship, but when I'm when I'm no. single and yeah, you know, I don't have the time to to do laundry. So I'm not. How a, often do you wash your sheets? You will literally call Adam or Ryan and be like, "Hey guys, can you go to my apartment and just you know do the bed? I have a date today." Uh, I the sheets get done every every week or two weeks. Um, which I think is a reasonable time to. I don't like getting in bed like dirty. I you know I, I want to take a shower before I, before I get in bed. Uh, why don't I like do? Why don't I like doing that? Does anybody like doing laundry? I don't think anybody enjoys doing laundry. Yeah, that's that's one of the classic chores: dishes and laundry, things that nobody wants to do. I would do the dishes way over laundry. Uh, you know. If you have an in unit, wash it and dry it. Yeah, I'll just. Oh yeah, I've got an in, like I I prefer doing the laundry to dishes because that that like it's really I just put it all in the washing machine and forget about it for forty five minutes. I live in an apartment and my laundry like literally three blocks away. My laundromat is like three blocks away, so I have to carry every week. I do one week just sheets and towels, and another week I do my clothes. Now we're not talking about adulting, but that should be. The topic is setting expectations, but I think setting yeah. expectations. So, yeah, but we walked into the the. When it comes not to being an adult, when it comes to being an adult, becoming an adult just means the responsibilities kind of pile on, and and you know how like I'm well, not, and no one's going to take uh, care of you for you. You know what? Andres is actually paying for someone else's weekly laundry service. Can we just move on from that topic? <laughs> no, we can't. I, I want to hear it. It's a client. He told there was laundry in the building, and they didn't check. And then the guy moved in. He's like, "There's not laundry here." 
So, Mind you, this is like Saturday we should, morning. We should, Saturday morning. We should have scrapped the deal, but we went on with it, and he was he was too quick to tell the client everything he wanted to hear, rather than say, oh, you know what? Yeah, Overpromised and underdelivered. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're coming full circle, and it only took ten minutes. Like it's a Saturday morning. What are we uh, Justin was like, "Do you want to make money?" And I was like, "Sure." Like I have a client, just go meet him, and you know, seal the deal. I, just, I go I there. Just, I just needed that I apartment unlocked. I needed the apartment unlocked. I go to that guy, like, hey, this is this and that. I think it was twenty-two hundred the apartment for a one bedroom, which is really like a twenty-seven hundred dollar apartment. Yeah, but just crazy. Time. And then he, and it was twenty-two fifty, and he was like, if you scratch the fifty, if it is twenty-two flat, I'll take it. I call him like, bro, scratch the fifty, just fifty dollars. It was like, uh, is there so a- I, I make the deal happen. I, I negotiate the deal. And he asks Andreas. This is my first, not even my first. So he, wanted the, yeah. he wanted the place as it was. So he was taking it. It was, you know, I negotiated the deal, negotiated the rent amount that he wanted. He just happened to ask Andreas, is there laundry? Sure, yeah. Well, like, it's, it's New York. It's the, it's the Upper West Side. Like close to Hell's Kitchen, not even close to Harlem or Hamilton Heights. It's close to. Uh, oh God! So how much does this cost you per week, and how long is, until it, it negates any money you made on the deal? Uh, I have five more months. Uh, sorry, uh, nine more months left. At. But but but, but here's the thing. I go At like, what rate? He goes like, can we? Do we have access to the patio? I'm like, there's a patio over there. Yeah, sure. I was like, is there a. Um, uh, a laundromat in the in the building. I was like, it's New York, I guess. I mean, like the only place where I don't find. And this is me not 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 actually working on real estate at the at that moment. At that no, moment. yeah, he was he was he, he was shouldn't like, he shouldn't have been that. He shouldn't he overstepped his bed. He was supposed yeah. to go there. He was supposed to unlock the door. Yeah, and be like, hey, listen, this is the apartment. You're not even showing the apartment. He was he was unlocking the door at at the time, and the guy started asking questions. And, 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 and I should have been like, hey, Justin. And I told the guy, I told, I told, yeah, that's what you should have done. Yeah. I told the guy he was just going there to unlock the door for him. But, but the guy put him in, in an uncomfortable situation, which is my fault. We shouldn't, you know, we should, but it was a flip. The guy, oh, we already had a deal somewhere else. The landlord just said, will they take this unit? So I said, he's got to, he's got to, you know, get in. Uh, we don't need to get into it. We don't need to get into it and, and, and put ourselves in a, bad, in, a, in a bad place. Um, but somebody asked me about some crazy showing stories, so I want to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> another question somebody asked: mistakes when you moved to New York City. Um, so I'd love to, I'd love to hear. And that we, Judah uh, was another real estate agent. It's not even my agents, but Judah, I'm sure maybe you've got some some good stories about mistakes people made or some crazy showing stories. Uh, if you think of any, throw them in there. Uh, is that my assistant? No, this this is my friend. Might as well just say it. My friend Andres, um, to clean and learn every Saturday. But the folding is the worst part. The folding is definitely the worst part. Uh, just don't do the folding. Well, then you get wrinkles, man. No, it's just hang um, them. Embrace it. Hey, hey, Lisa, what's going on? Um, you're stressed. Uh, yeah. Uh, never been to New York. Hey, California. We got people all over the place, actually. I miss New York so much. Uh, yeah, we're talking about Manhattan real estate. Let's see. Let me just scroll through some of these real quick, see what's going on. Uh, I just want to say thank you. Is the guy in the background from India? No, he's uh, Mr. Chow. Mr. Chow is from Ecuador. Oh, 
<laughs> um, George thought he would, James, I don't know if you know this, George was like, oh, he's Chinese. I'm like, well, no. <laughs> so Indian or Chinese or Ecuador. Oh, man. I'm surprised nobody thought Canadian. South America. Uh, yeah, I, it, which is funny. I don't, uh, I don't get it. Um, hello in Atlanta. What else we got? We got some, uh, got some other other countries here. So if you guys are just, just let me know. Guess uh, the country and you'll receive the prize. Yeah, Nicaragua, Colombia. Uh, uh, we already told the country. Upstate, upstate New York. New Ecuador. Um, so I'm happy to have you guys here. Thank you. So we're talking about some. I, I, I get, I'll, I'll give you one crazy showing story. I don't think it's too crazy, but it was uncomfortable. So, um, and this is actually the, the story when I fell in love with Harlem. So I drove up on the bike, it's a crisp like October day, and I showed up in an apartment, we came back down, and I drove down Riverside Drive, which is between the Hudson River and basically between like Broadway. Uh, but it's, a, it's, a, it's the street closest to the water, uh, and, and it runs pretty much down the west side of Manhattan. Um, so I'm driving in these beautiful trees that are orange and yellow and red. And it was just, it was cool as shit. And it was just like this iconic movie scene. It would remind me of the cover for the movie Scent of a Woman, if anybody's seen that. Al Pacino movie. Um, but but it, it was cool. I fell in love. So either way, but the showing that I went to, I'm up in the, I'm up in the showing. I'm taking uh, photos of the rooms. I'm on the showing, but I'm still taking photos of the room. And I noticed that in one of the photos, in, in the camera, something's going on outside the window. And now, it's an empty apartment. So there's no curtains on anything. It looks into the interior of the building. And of course, across the, the entrance to the building, on the opposing wall in the interior, set of windows. And I just see this bright white ass up in the air. There's <laughs> a couple just fucking in the apartment. No curtain on the window, no blinds. And, in the apartment uh, that you were showing. You no, know, across, across the, the street, uh, across the way. 15, 15 feet from our windows. And I'm just like, oh, like, but, uh, yeah, I'm in there with clients. So I'm taking pictures. And I just look over at my client and they're just like jaw dropped on the, on the fucking floor. Like, uh, and it was the perfect apartment. It's the perfect apartment. And, uh, and they passed on it. I think they got really uncomfortable. Uh, you know, and they're like, we don't want to live here. Yeah. You get a free show. So, uh, yeah, so you yeah, fell apart. This was, was sad. But that was an interesting showing story. I uh, uh, I was not expecting that. But setting expectations. Yeah. Especially when you live in New York. There's a lot of people that come to New York and they think that you're there's money on the streets and you can just grab a shovel and just put it on your pocket. It's not like that. There's a lot of work. There's a lot, a lot of stress living in a city like that and some people are just not built for New York. Some people are just not, you know, not there yet in their point of life. And they just are like, I just can't do it. It's just way too much. And they go back to their countries or go back to their cities and they just, you know, they have a bad memory of what New York really is. But once you actually go through it, once you actually, once you let New York break you down, there's something new that you can build out of it. And that new, it's going to be a lot better than the person that was here before you got here. Well, the thing, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people aren't geared internally to live in a, in a major city. Um, and New York can be, New York can be tough. Um, 
And, uh, you know, somebody asked me mistakes people make when they move here. And I think people don't, they have in their mind what the image of New York is and what it's like being a New Yorker. And, you know, I, I think one interesting aspect of being in New York, um, and, you know, I got uh, Holy, Holy J saying something about you didn't fight I, uh, and the client looking at the window, same situation. But financial districts are a really good example. The cool thing about being a real estate agent is we get to see the most luxurious, beautiful apartments, things you see in movies. We just get to go in and get free drinks and close some deals. We get invited there or we live in them in, in, you know, for some real estate agents. But then also you walk outside and you walk by a 20 foot tall pile of garbage with three or four people picking cans and bottles out of it. You know, like you, you setting your expectations for New York, you, you know, you're probably, you're either expecting one or the other, you, you know, you're not quite ready for that. And then you got to stand on the sidewalk where these people are speaking in a foreign language, pulling cans out of the garbage while you wait for a taxi. Yeah, in 10 blocks, you can actually see the richest and the poorest colliding with one another, you know, um, or, you yeah, and if you live in New York long enough and it doesn't take very long, you don't even see it anymore. It's just like background noise. So also mistakes. Okay, here's another mistake people make when they move here. Um, bring a car. So I knew, remember I sold my car in South Carolina knowing I was going to move up here. You had the Jeep? I had the Jeep in South Carolina. I knew I was going to move here. So I sold the Jeep. And then I, I had to bicycle to and from the office in South Carolina did that for probably about six, eight weeks before you got the motorcycle. For like two months. And, I, and it was seven yeah. and a half miles there and seven and a half miles home. And I was just showing up covered in sweat. It was a, Yeah, that was during the summertime too. It was during the summertime, all right, like July and August. And then I was like, fuck this. Like I, I was going to move here with no vehicle, just the bicycle. And then I was like, I need it. I need I got to do a motorcycle or something. And I had looked at motorcycles a while before, but I wasn't much of a motorcycle guy. I didn't wasn't something I was that attracted to. But I was like, in New York City, I could park a motorcycle, I don't have to pay for parking. The expense isn't too high. I got a good deal on a bike. Um, but people that move here with a car, they have to pay for parking. You have to- Find parking. You have to, you got to find parking or you pay to park in a garage. You got to pay for maintenance. You don't have space, you don't have your own garage. You don't have your own driveway. There's no space to do it. You're not going to keep a lot of tools because tools are fucking heavy and they take up space and you don't have the space in your apartment. Um, and if you're parking on the street two days a week or four days a week, potentially, you've got to move for alternate site parking. And I don't know, James, if I've talked to you about sitting in the car for 90 minutes in the morning. Have we talked about that? Maybe. I, I, I'm familiar with the concept. Yeah, so street sweeper comes by over a 90-minute period, four days a week. It depends. Yeah, so your car better not be there. Depends on the side of the road. So it's usually Monday and Thursday on one side and Tuesday and Friday on the other side. So, but you, I mean, if you're commuting to and from work every day by car, you're probably getting the shittier spots. You're going to have to move it both days of the week. Um, but I've been, I've been having to sit in the car uh, – in the mornings and do that, which I will say, uh, 
in that car, we got a really rough looking charger. And somebody, and somebody on, on TikTok, uh, give a little shout out right now to, to Leslie. Somebody saw my TikTok video with this ratty charger. Uh, and Leslie, Leslie sent a charger saying that the charger shouldn't be a fire hazard. So if Leslie's watching, thank you very much. Got the Wait, you've got a car now? Um, she has a car. So we're, we're split, you know, splitting duties for moving. Uh, yeah. Well, either that or garage it. How much were you paying per month to garage your car? Before I sold my car, uh, I was paying like four twenty-five a month. Actually, I'm your sister. <laughs> Where did you find that? It was that I didn't see it. Amazon. No, the beer. Um. But uh, but yeah, four twenty-five a month is a fucking insane amount to be spending on a fucking. Oh, it's nuts. My, so my brother's in Sacramento. He pays for a parking spot relative. He lives right in the middle of downtown Sacramento, about two blocks away from the state capitol. Pretty cool location. Um, and so there's on-street parking or whatever, but he's paying for a parking spot. He's paying 60 bucks a month. So. 60 a month, that's it? Yeah, that's it. Wow. It's like a private spot that's even like housed. Cause, so in Sacramento, um, it's Northern California and it's about an hour and a half inland from the coast. So they get like, so if you talk about the East coast versus the West coast, the seasons are completely different in California. You've got like the dry season, you've got the windy season, you've got fire season. And he's like, so yeah, during the windy season, you can have days where it's just like constant 30 to 50 mile an hour winds of the Santa Ana winds. And he says that um, his first, fall there i think that falls the windy season someone on tiktok or whatever can correct me if i'm wrong but that there were like you'd be walking around the city and just see tree branches through windshields left and right because there's lots of trees on the streets which is nice most of the time but not during windy season so he's got a, and also it's pretty dry so he's like it's just dust everywhere and during windy season you have to worry about a branch going through your car and so he's got himself like a covered parking spot kind of like underneath an apartment building and for 60 bucks a month, he's like, it's great. I, I'm, but yeah, 60 bucks a month versus 400 to, I thought, I thought you were paying at one point, like close to six. No, but I, the price is higher, but you, as a Manhattan resident, you can get a tax credit and the tax on the spot is 18, like seven, two, five or seven, six, five or something like that. Oh, okay. So you get that money back in your, in your local tax. Roughly like 10% back. Uh, maybe it's 19.25. It's a crazy tax for parking. But Manhattan residents get uh, a little better of a, of a rate on that. Yeah. Um, that's something that living in Manhattan, having a car is really a luxury. It's not necessary for day-to-day unless you have a job that you have to leave in Manhattan frequently, in so, which case. So more mistakes people make when they move to New York City is moving to Manhattan or Queens or Brooklyn or the Bronx or Staten Island and having to commute out of the city because then you have to have a car. And luckily your commute is the reverse commute, but I really- What know, if you were to ha- have your car housed somewhere outside of the city and you take a, like a train or something to wherever the car is parked and then drive from there? You could, but you're still probably paying for parking wherever- Oh yeah. And you're it's probably cheaper to have your car housed in New Jersey and pay New Jersey rates versus downtown Manhattan. True, but then you got to get there. You know, I looked at looking at uh, I looked at 
potentially getting a garage. So my garage was located in the basement of my building, which is cool because you just take the elevator down three three basement levels, um, which is insane that my building has fucking three basement levels. It, have I have I have I told you this before? You remember Wolfenstein? Did I tell you that going through the building corridors in the basement is like playing Wolfenstein? It's really the one from 1992. The one from, yeah, the one from forever and a day ago. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a little creepy, a little wild down there. Uh, I got really lost and just wandered around. And there's it's a five uh, high rise building complex, so the basement span the five buildings. Oh, so it's massive underground. And there's no cell reception. So I went looking for the bike room one night and got so mixed up. Uh, I, I had no idea where I was. Staircases were closed down. Went up a staircase, came out in a, a different building, different street, like a block away. Uh, it's, it's just really well. But, <laughs> but I think commuting outside of the city is, is, uh, is tough because you got to keep the car. Uh, why wouldn't you just live outside the city then that's what i'm thinking but people want to be in new york city they get a job nearby so they move to new york city and they got to do this commute thing they got to manage the car i'd rather pay the extra i mean the uh i'll save some money living outside the city because things like brooklyn queens the bronx especially the bronx are a lot cheaper than the city itself people get like super super like surprised about the amount of money that people pay for a place in chelsea a place in soho especially in soho and you know i'll i'd rather save that money and live in queens or live in brooklyn live in uh the bronx and you know wake up i don't know half hour earlier so i can make it because of the commute um i thought brooklyn was getting expensive too though and the, the front part of Brooklyn. The part closest in proximity to the city. Is like Sunnyside area? Same Sunnyside uh, is Queens. Sunnyside Queens. is Queens, but that's that's not a cheap area either. Isn't Sunnyside like on the like Sunnyside. perimeter or border between oh, Queens and Brooklyn? City. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's it's on the border basically. Border, border. Uh, it's just past just past the city, but I'm pretty sure it's the border of, of Queens and Brooklyn. Yeah, I thought it was like right on the border. So I got, a, I got another one for you. Sunnyside, super diverse area. Uh, here's a mistake people make when they move here is being racist. Um, because if you're racist and you move to New York City. Especially it's Queens. Especially. So there's, there's, a, there's an area in Queens which is the m most diverse area in the entire world, um, which might sound difficult to believe unless you think about it. You realize it's like you might go to Libya, which sounds like it could be. Well, you're going to be dealing with a lot of Libyans. Libyan people, exactly. So um, Queens, especially being sandwiched between two international airports, um, Queens is super diverse. You have, uh, I think there's like 78 languages. I heard this, this stat somewhere. Like 78 languages spoken within a square mile uh, in Queens, which is wild. And the cool thing about Queens, actually, is that you have all these different um, – cultures there and you have all these different stores uh all these different grocery stores and uh it, it's just really cool because you have a lot of ethnicities a lot of cultures you have different um, beers from different countries oh yeah, alcohol. yeah. It's beautiful. you can go to yeah like you go to these grocery stores people don't speak very much english um which I don't, that doesn't even matter that much in the city but that's hey, I, just point 
Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, that. it's just like being on vacation. I know, like you go to France, you know, from here, and you go to you know, like you, as long as you're nice, for the most part, you try, uh, people will will deal with you. But um, um, but yeah, I, I think being racist and moving to New York City, like you probably have made it's the mistake. worst place for you to be racist. There's yeah. so many people, so many. I I actually think cultures. a lot of a lot of tolerance and. Um, it's a, a different word, but I think a lot of it radiates from from New York City. You know, I I don't think people understand what it like. You look at your fellow New Yorker who looks nothing like you, but you have such kinship with that person, and then you look at somebody who's in like Nebraska, and they look at anybody who doesn't look like them, and thinks of them as a completely different person cannot relate to that person in any way, shape, or form. And then again, it's also the amount of uh, work that we have here in New York as a New Yorker or as a person that is working in New York, you know that you work, you don't work 40 hours a week. No. If you're an immigrant here in New York, you at least work two jobs, you know, you go home, you try to uh, pay some debts that you had before you come here, uh, or try to get some money in your con back in your country, or, you know, you're working towards family. your goal. Exactly. So. And it's not just one person's story, it's every single New Yorker, everybody is trying to make it, everybody's trying to be an actor, trying to be an architect, trying to be a doctor, trying to, you know, whatever thing. So you have so much work on your shoulders that at some point you just don't give a fuck about what other people are talking or saying, wherever you just keep on like yeah. tunnel vision. And, uh, you see, it, for me, that's the big disincentive for moving to New York is that because it's so expensive there that unless you already have a really high paying job lined up, but as soon as you move to New York, you're signing up for really just kind of working your ass off to break even on expenses. Well, that's that's exa exactly the case. New Yorkers work a lot. Uh, it, you know, if you're an immigrant and you're moving to the U U.S. and you're moving to New York, you already signed up to work a lot. But every a really hard life. It, it, it is it is a hard life, and you have to have a thick skin, and you have to know what you're getting into. But everything here costs a shit ton of money. I mean, it's not just the fact that you have to know what you're getting into because, well, you've never been in a place like this. It's just the, the ability to actually adapt to it. It's not I'll be back in 30 seconds, refilling the drink. All right, cool, go refill. Yeah, but you're, so now we're just straight in line. Um, but you ha when you're moving here, you have to. A lot of people think that when you come to New York, you're just going to find a lot of a pile of uh, money on the floor and then you shove it into your pockets. And they don't know that if you don't know the language, it's a hard life for you. It's, here. A, it's an uphill battle. Yeah, it's That's an uphill sure. battle. So you, you either save some money working in a job that you might actually not like or whatever, but you save that money to invest it in your own education because you know that that education eventually will pay off. And that education, by that I mean learning the language. That's the first and... Probably the most important uh, you, step here in the states. But you can, but you can come here not speaking the language and still get by to a degree. If you're in the right place, you know the right people. It is a place you can be in and not speak the language. Mm -hmm. But the the one thing when it comes to mistakes people make when they move here, which is one of our subtopics, is the cost. So even owning a car, you try to obey all of the laws here. And you get tickets, yeah. or you pull over by, by the cops and harassed. Uh, but the tickets, the, the street signs here almost feel like they're intentionally misleading. 
Um, so a lot of traffic tickets, a lot of a lot of parking tickets. Yes, I've asked you Adam, and sometimes Mirella, why is there a sign that says this on this side, but like literally uh, five meters away from it? This is this completely different thing. You know, it's like if they want to fuck with you, they will fuck with you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, uh, Jay, I'm just saying about the uh, people who are not prepared for the cost of like traffic tickets, uh, parking tickets, type stuff like that. Well, even even those those are avoidable. Even just like the regular expenses of just rent and even food and gas, or or even just transportation. Even public transportation adds up. Well, so I've always, you know, they like ask a politician at like a, um, like a what do you call it? Where they uh, they go town hall. Uh, town hall, town hall. Where they ask a politician, like, hey, do you know what a uh, uh, gallon of milk costs? And he's like, I don't know, $3. And they're like, it costs $6.14. You're so out of touch. Uh, what are some items that, that you can compare here here to South Carolina to, to anywhere else? Here. Um, the easiest one, well, yeah, so I would say uh, fuel for one. So right now, Gas in South Carolina, if I were to fill up with regular, it would be somewhere between like a buck eighty and two bucks. So the gas station near my apartment is about four ninety nine for regular. Okay. Yeah. So that's two and a half times. But there are cheaper gas stations. That just happens to be which reminds me I gotta find a good gas. But the point remains valid. Um but yeah, I mean four ninety nine is insane. There's another one, it's probably still in the twos, but the high twos. Um, there's one on 36. Right. So that's even, that's still 299 versus like, that's still 50% higher. Yeah, no, it's insane. So fuel, fuel costs. Um, it's hard for me. Like groceries. I, I have no idea how to compare food costs, but booze costs are probably 25, 50% higher. Is 69 uh, cents a pound of bananas, which is like a banana and a half. 69 cents. How many? I, I don't know. I don't buy bananas. Like, but I'm just putting that out there just in case. But yeah, it, <laughs> it's just everything. Everything in New York's more expensive because the the problem is if you're if you're running a shop, your overhead is super high, so you got to recoup that somehow. Exactly. So if so, let's say you want a uh, what's a good beer that that translates? Sapporo. Uh, mm, no, go with. Uh, uh, no, Sam Adams. That's one that everyone knows. And Heineken. Heineken, you're more likely to find it than a Sam Adams. All right, fine, Heineken. Heineken, I, 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 I think most places around here. Five dollars. How much? Is, how much does a twelve pack of Heineken not go for? Not in the oh, restaurant. Five dollars. Four dollars. All right. How much does a packet? How much does a twelve pack of Heineken go for in New York City right now? Oh, I don't know. We don't have storage space. Wait, what? We have twelve pack. We're buying beers one at a time here, <laughs> or in a restaurant. That's the other thing. You, if you're used to shopping at Costco or Sam's Club or something like that, you can't. You know, they people buy toilet paper by the roll. Like you go to the bodega, they sell toilet paper. They sell paper towels by the roll. Growing up, you would buy a fucking, four pack at least. At least, yeah, obviously at least a four pack. But here, um, yeah, one time I had a client moving in. And I, I brought them a six pack of beer and a roll of paper towels and a roll of toilet paper. I thought that was a you know a nice a nice gift to give. Uh, De Desmond just jumped on. Desmond gave somebody a six pack of beer when they moved in, a roll of toilet paper and a roll of paper towels. Um, I I, th I think that's a, you know that's a good gift when you move in. 
Yeah. Um, Just think, you're unpa- everything's in boxes. You're moving in, and uh, the new construction, the apartment, new uh, new renovation. There's probably not toilet paper there, and a nice six pack of beer in the in the refrigerator is. Uh, yeah, no, that's a, that's a nice gift. And I actually, I never heard back from these clients. And I follow up with everybody. I never, I never heard back, which is wild. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's, the thing is, I don't know. I, I would have to do a comparison on this one to see like wage, average wages per industry versus cost of living. Because so whatever I make in the, at the firm that I do right now, I'm pretty, now I don't know what New York rates are. But my guess is that if I were to go out to either California or New York and do the exact same level of work that I do right now, I would expect between 25 and 50% higher wages. You mean over this, than where you are now? Yeah. So take what I'm making now, tack on 25 to 50% for either California or New York. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like New York maybe. A little higher. I don't know. I don't know California like that. But it depends on where you are in California. But if he's paying sixty dollars for parking, and we're paying five hundred, six hundred dollars for parking. Right. So Sacramento is very different than the Bay Area or certain parts of like San Diego or LA. No, San Diego is more expensive than New York. I think. No. Um, I, certain parts, perhaps, but I'd say on average, probably not. But the thing is, like, I'm so out of touch with with all. I'm sorry, stuff. San like, Francisco. That was. The I don't. I don't. San Francisco's nuts. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not gonna pretend like I know any of this stuff. You know, I, I I keep my my head down for the most part and just and do what I do. Um, I'm really out of touch with the rest of the country. But I don't like. I don't, I'm not involved in the rest of the country. Um, you know, we had a lot of questions with. Uh, I put a post up yesterday about some topics people wanted to hear about. We had a lot of questions about politics and things like that, and. Uh, do you want to delve into them? Because I got some opinions. I, uh, uh, <sighs> I, I wanna, I, we got to wrap up pretty soon. Um, and you save that for Thursday then? I'll build up a rant. Yeah. Why don't you build up your rant for Thursday? Uh, you know, uh, welcome back, Aaron. Uh, still same, still same topic. We're talking about uh, setting expectations, what people's mistakes are when they move to New York City. Um, bringing the pets. Bring oh yeah. Well, I, I feel the thing is it's wild because it seems like so many people have animals here, and yet every building you try to move into is not pet friendly. I can tell you if I was a landlord, fuck that. I would not want. I would not. Why? Want. Yeah. Why would you want to introduce pets to your building? Well, I, I've seen so much damage done by animals. And oh, that's insane. And everybody's like, oh yeah. Well, mine's a good one. Sure, they all are. Yeah, exactly. That's, mine's a good Rottweiler. Mine's a, a good German Shepherd. Mine's a good Pitbull. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are, you know? I, if you, as a human being, have that level of stress, imagine that dog not being able to actually roam. Also, you. moving, yeah, you might have a good good animal, and then they move here, and they're just, the yeah. world is, is... Yeah, and it's just sirens all day long. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're not getting into politics today, guys. Uh, thank you for that. Not politics. Not not a good thing to talk about. That's what everybody's saying. Um, <laughs> that, that, that's what the people were saying yesterday. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, but I, it's it's a it's a slippery slope. Um, so uh, I don't know. Um, the pet 
situation. I don't, I would not, I would not, I have a statue of a dog. I think I brought that up before. But I would so not, you get a pet rock. Yeah, basically. It's coming but I would not want to bring a dog here, you know, or even a cat. You know, cats fall out of windows. Uh, and there's a certain terminal velocity, you know, a certain, certain level that cats actually, it's cats like survive. up to the eighth floor. So if, if the cat falls from the seventh floor and lower, they survive. If it's the eighth to the 13th floor, they die. Anything over the 13th floor, they somehow survive. Yeah, it's a, it's some weird calculation there. Yeah, I heard it on Radio Lab. I you know Radio. I believe them. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty trustworthy to me. Uh, um. Well, where do you stand on pets? You're not a pet person. I'm not. You know, if I if 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 I pull off this, if we pull off the suburbs thing. I might do like a little dog, but then but in that case, then I want an aggressive breed. I want security. What? Yeah, I want some. I want some. I want you know like. Uh, some carnage, man. <laughs> Stay in your car. I'll come get the dog. Uh, one second. Stay in the car. I don't want like you know, like a little you know, dog. It's got, like mini turds and shit. I want. There's. I want a reason to have a dog other than you. Do you know what? It's, I go jog in the morning and I see these people walking their dogs on the sidewalk, talking to themselves. The dog doesn't know what they're saying, and they're talking for the dog. And they go like, please don't bark, because I don't want to raise my voice. Like, like, yeah. Uh, or, or the, the people just go out and they like touch dogs with other people, and and then they they sometimes they just let the dogs interact and they don't talk to each other. Or sometimes they do talk to each other and they're like, hey, we're strangers. They um, they talk for the dogs for, to the other dogs in the. Imagine I'm having a conversation with you, but I'm talking to my rock as if it's talking to your rock. Don't Dude, don't you're preaching to the choir here, man. But like, so I, there's a whole bunch to discuss here. But like, one of the things is, um, I, I'm, I'm kind of giving away the game here. Not that I employ it, but there's lots of dudes that'll buy dogs simply so they can use them to meet chicks. But then you gotta pick up shit with your bare hand. You got a well, that's why I don't own a dog. It's not fucking worth it to me. But a plastic bag as a barrier between you and the warm shit. It's still warm. And the warm shit. And you got and and you got to get close enough to it that you can smell it. And depending on depending on the dog's diet, the consistency. No, I'm telling you, you can smell it. No matter how how far away your head is, if your hand can touch it, you can smell it. I, mean, I grew up with dogs. You you got some dogs in your ass. We always did that shit with a shovel. No. Right, but that's because we had fucking yards. Not with your fingers. Come on. Yeah, we lived in the country where it didn't matter. There wasn't a sidewalk that the dogs were going to poop on. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I give props to the people that actually do that. I hate people that will have their dogs. Their dogs will poop, and they just leave it there. And then there's us. No, no, no. We're, we agree on all that. But what we're saying is why sign up for having to pick up poop on a daily basis? I, I agree. I agree. And I, you know, I've heard this before. Somebody said, oh, if aliens came down and they watched people walking around behind this other, on this other life form picking up their shit. Uh, but it's just a weird... Oh, the, the aliens are right about that, by the way. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I pissed some people off, too. What's up, Tori? I believe that some, some, uh, some animals are as well for people that are actually anxious or lonely, you know, and they just don't have what it 
I want to well, take yeah, it. it's <laughs> my personality doesn't do it for humans, so I'm going to take like, I'm going to take something captive and make it love me. Yeah, exactly. But if I mean, if you're using an animal as a crutch for your personality, um, and again, I'm sure I'm pissing somebody off. But but I I you know I'm not I'm not a sure I have furry pillows. Like it would be nice if I could like pet the walk, pillow and it would be appreciated. And it would be appreciated. Well, then you should get a cat because the cats will leave you alone. Uh, yeah. yeah, why not get a cat? Oh, it's nice and cold. It's so yeah. good. Um, yeah, I, uh, I just and, and the, but then you're also torturing the fucking animal because you're leaving it locked up in your house. The uh, cats don't give a shit. Oh yeah, but they fall out of windows. Well, they, don't leave the windows they open. Jump up on the solution here. And they, they, you know, they they, they, they just leave the windows closed and like, well, problem solved. Um, Tracy, New York, shirtless. We're drinking Bud Light, by the way. Um, oh, is it Tracy in New York is shirtless? That's what that's what it says right here. Let me just. Uh, what's uh, where did the cost of living go to shit? Prices are really coming down in New York. Dogs are uh, definitely a chick magnet. Uh, dogs to rocks. Okay, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> what, do you, what do you name emotional support animals? Um, oh, don't 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 open that door. Don't open that door. Uh, <laughs> well, we actually had we did a we did a legal podcast. It's probably like episode somewhere between twelve and fifteen, and we talked about emotional support animals and the actual legality of uh, an emotional support animal. So, well, yeah, that's going to be the American the uh, the ADA. But I said, don't open that door. I mean, an animal is a responsibility, so... Like, yeah, if you want to have a kid, practice with a dog first, and if you kill no, it... No, that's a stupid idea, too. No, you, you should, should start with a bag of flour. Isn't that right, James? You start with a bag of flour. Yeah, we all learned this in eighth grade. <laughs> did, you ever, did you do that? No. no, we had to do that. Our teenage pregnancy is probably a regular thing in Ecuador. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't need a bag of flour. They, 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 everybody has one anyways. Was it, was, yeah, exactly. it, was, it, was it encouraged over the age of 15? We have like the worst sexual education in Ecuador to the point that Right, so exactly. Like you didn't need to have bags of flour. The, the, the chicks are just popping them out anyways. Or, or so I, it's I, your day today. Let alone, uh, you know, permanent, you know. Yeah, no, in eighth grade, we had to carry on bags of flour for like a week and a half. And, like I had already decided I didn't want to have kids. Like that, that, that didn't really do anything to cement, like anything further to cement it. That decision had already been made. A bag of flour on you for a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to carry it everywhere. We had to like keep a fucking journal and everything and talk about like the, the bag of flour's feelings. In Ecuador, you don't carry that. You carry like a bag of potatoes, but that's because you you don't carry a bag of potatoes. You don't have anything to eat. So that's the reason probably why it's just. Right. Yeah, so that's the, that's the that's the Ecuadorian version of eating your kids. The carry the potatoes for you. Oh boy, um, Ecuadorian, I can say that. But <laughs> um, oh man, but the, the funny thing is, I've compartmentalized high school and middle school so much that I barely remember any of this. I remember just falling asleep through earth science class which was the first period. Spiro? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he actually went to the gym that I worked at, uh, which was weird. It's weird to see yeah. people 
that's cool. I actually like Spiro. Yeah, so did I. Um, I, I liked all of our science teachers, actually. I thought we had some really good science teachers. Um, so, I mean, we had a good, I think we had a pretty good school program. Um, Overall, I have no complaints. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> what are we having in the glass? We're, we're still drinking Bud Light. We're having a nice. I'm still uh, doing Seagram 7 over here. We've got a nice. Uh, I'm going to pass out hard at like 930. It's been a long day for you, man. Dude, this audit training has been nuts. For for everyone out there, 1,500-page audit manual, 500-slide PowerPoint presentation. This is why you should not be. you got to move over this one. Dude. So, yeah, if, if any of you guys are looking to go into accounting or especially audit and assurance work, just know that that's what's coming for you. But that's, yeah. It's that's my friend Alejandro. Alejandro wants to do, she's been doing accounting, she's been helping with accounting here. And I'm like, are you um, sure this is something you want to do? Like, you're not bored? Um, yeah, dude, like, I, I, I've, I've done, like, three audit reports in the last two months, and I've got more coming. So, I, some parts of it are interesting. It's fun when you get to go off-site, and, like, audit work has gotten me into things where, like, last, last December, I got to go and see... I got I, I get into industries that I would never imagine even existed or had any understanding of. So like one day I I spent half my day driving around with people looking at advertising billboards because we needed to make sure that the billboards that they said were up were actually up. Another day I was in an aerospace manufacturing plant where they were making parts for space engines. And well, all I had to what? When it comes to setting expectations, is this what your expectations were? Um, for for doing audit work? Yeah. I don't know. The, like, but yeah, that was just an inventory observation. So I just show up to this plant in way outside of Charleston, and I've got a directive of you need to give us balances for, you know what? They, they gave me a lot of latitude. They said, you know what? Just pick 10 things that you want to look at and kind of go across the board and i got to see the manufacturing processes for a whole bunch of aerospace parts and i'm not kidding when i say that these are things that are going into literal rocket engines that's a type, type of place that like max probably used to work at uh, yeah i think he's airplane but i think they've actually no this was this was literally space parts yeah space parts um, um, I want to run through some comments real quick, uh, and just because you know we're, we're hitting our hour mark, we're gonna have, yeah. to, uh, have to drop out of here, especially once we finish these glasses. Just, just so you I got a little bit more to go. Uh, if you guys are watching this, we post-produce this, we throw it on YouTube. Uh, I think the YouTube version is probably a little better than this, a little tighter. The, it's cleaned up. The video quality, the sound quality is way better. We got a minute thirty left on uh, Instagram, so I'm, I'm trying to hurry up. You guys are on Instagram. Um, I'll talk with you soon. We get a little under a minute thirty left. Uh, the comments. YouTube, check out YouTube. Check out Sip Talk on YouTube. Um, just welcome out. No, we're on Thirty Fifth Street in Manhattan. Um, Yo, hit the comments. Bud Light from a crystal glass. I'm in love. Uh, second, are we talking expectations and work or relationships? We're talking both. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. Have low expectations for relationships too. So, uh, Instagram guys, switch over to TikTok. Uh, search my name on TikTok. We got to we got to drop out of the Instagram race. We'll go a few more minutes. We're gonna finish our drinks. 
And it is crystal, actually. That one's not crystal, but I like that one. Um, um, well, oh, I, I just been doing oh, that. No, um, but, uh, but guys, we're going to continue on, uh, on TikTok. So see you guys there. James, uh, let me run through some of these comments over here on, uh, on TikTok. Yeah, fire them off. We're, uh, let's see, shared IGTV. Um, no, that's not welcome now. 35th Street. Let's see. I so want to see you in high school. Uh, James actually looked pretty similar in high school. <laughs> um, I did not. I had a lot more hair. Uh, and you had a lot more hair, and you also weighed like 140 pounds. I, I got, I got, so going in middle school, I was a little over 200. In high school, I got down to 145, and I maintained uh, about 155 to 160, mostly because of wrestling. How tall were you? 5'10". Same height. Yeah, I've always been a pretty solid 5'10". Um, teenage pregnancy is a regular thing everywhere, gentlemen. Yes, I fully understand that. But Yeah, uh, we were just ripping on Ecuador. Because we didn't have the flour thing, we had the potatoes. <laughs> oh. Potatoes are like, if you have more kids, then you carry more potatoes, and therefore... <laughs> High in Chile. You know, that's uh, Price are coming down because of the pandemic. Uh, drive safely, uh, hair, no hair. All right. Let's see. Let's see if we get a, a good clip with Andres here. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think teenage pregnancy is much more common around the rest of the world. Yeah. Uh, the U.S., everybody's just afraid of that shit, really. Like, it's, it started on Japan. Japan has the lowest, um... Japan has the lowest birth... Here's my favorite statistic about Japan. So, in Japan, sales for baby diapers are lower than sales for adult diapers. I've heard this. I've makes heard sense. This. There's a lot of people that are like literally working 50 to 60 hours per day. And that's the normal. No, it's, 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 it's not about the people that are working. It's that they've got such a huge old population well, and nobody's well, reproducing. A lot of weird culture stuff, but most people aren't working 50 or 60 hours a day, you know. No, Japan has a, a, a strong working culture, but it's yeah, it's that uh, nobody's reproducing, and they've got a lot of old people. Yeah, but the reason why is because they're busy. They're, like, on their own thing. Because if they have free time on their hands, and I bet if they had free time on their hands, I'll be like, okay, I have a full day off or two full days off, so I'm just going to go there, meet someone, and probably just go out there and have fun. Having, first yeah, been, not happening. Having been to Japan, there's a lot. There's a, it's a lot about work. It's a lot about dedication and what your trade is, but it's also um, weird social skills, and we're in the U.S. is trending that way as well. When we talk about the sexual harassment training, people have bad social skills, and then they get reamed out for doing something that's unacceptable. So people are going to continue to do less and less, and we have this ever receding social atmosphere because people are afraid they're afraid that's of a, yo that's that's a topic for an entire discussion yeah I I, I I completely agree but that's why in japan people are not that you have a lot of people who are declaring asexuality yep and you have a huge like, virtual reality oh uh, yeah no you're, you're right about all of this you got teenage boys that jerk off to cartoons in yeah because cartoons like, yeah, like that's some hentai. 
that's some weird shit. Like, you know, I, I see that shit, you know, and, and it's, you know, I watched a movie last night. Um, it was about something emotions. You see a movie on, on uh, Amazon Prime, like Teenage Emotion or something like that. But there's a, I watched this movie last night and they're supposed to be in high school and there's a sex scene. And uh, I was like, well, she's a cute girl. He's a bit of a dork, but it's a sex scene. She's not wearing much clothes. She's got a bra, panties on, and like getting in bed. And I'm like, I like, this is a weird one. Like, I'm definitely not turned on on this one. There's an age boundary. I feel like it's below the age boundary. Like 17. It just was very uncomfortable for me to watch. And it did nothing for me in the sexual tingle and the gonad type department where when the cartoon thing yeah the cartoon thing i don't know i i'm sure it's great for some people they like the cartoon thing for me it was uh you know never i think the idea with the cartoon thing is that it allows them to live out a fantasy where they know that nobody like that there's no real harm being done maybe but where do we get with the uh expectations setting expectations when it comes to you know relationships and uh you know joe rogan, well, that, joe rogan had this this girl on who deals with sexuality and gender fluidity uh can't think of her name off, off the top of my head her name doesn't matter but uh but they talk a lot about porn and, and how that's affecting people. You know, when we were kids, we were lucky we found a fucking magazine. Yeah. You know, now you can you can watch somebody being like anally raped. Like you, by a horse. Yeah, like it's just all there. Or by a bottle. Have you seen that? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, it, it's it, things have changed a lot. So uh, you know, when it comes to you know, when you're when you're developing sexually um and you see crazy shit your expectations for reality may not be in line with somebody else's uh reality well yeah it's really hard like one thing one really great quote that i heard is that like watching porn is like in an action movie you see all the stunt scenes or whatever and in the action movie you accept that there's stunt scenes and there's a whole bunch of special effects and all sorts of barriers and stuff that you can't see outside the camera and so porn is basically like stunt sex yeah i always find it difficult lighting the fuse for the fireworks when i'm having sex really because you're multitasking no i ain't sure <laughs> burn down your apartment you'll take down now you say action movie i think die hard for some reason. right but the, the point that i'm making is that when if you're basing your expectations of what sex is going to be off of porn then that's like basing your expectations of what life is going to be like based off of an action movie yeah i i, yeah, it's totally I understandable especially with these kids now like uh, I, I was born in 93 so i did have access to uh internet and all of these things However, when you meet people and when you start connecting to people at that age, at that when you're exposed to porn at that age of 12, 11, 13, 14, it's really, really mind-blowing the way the expectations that you set 
when you're going to have sex because you think that, well, if the, the girl is not screaming the same way that I saw it on porn, then I'm not doing a good job or what's wrong with me? Why did I came out 30 seconds or 60 seconds as soon as I started having sex when these porn stars can last, you know, forever. Uh, so all of those things are things that as a guy or as guys, normally we tend to keep it to ourselves. It's hard for us to talk about sex when we're like 13, 14, 15. And if you don't have either a younger, I mean, an older person that can guide you through that, it's really, you know, easy for you to make even more mistakes as either having kids or having STDs or even worse, uh, you know, becoming making it a norm to be rude because when you see uh, when you see porn you have either soft porn or hardcore porn and most of guys tend to go for the hardcore part and you tend to think that that's okay that's normal that's the rule that's something that it should be practiced and it's not not every single girl is gonna would love to get smacked in the face <laughs> spit on the face and you know call you daddy for all right uh, uh, you know? yeah and I think it has to do with I think this has to do with parenting, and I think I really I really think the next generation is so fucked, fully fucked, and I don't mean that in any in, in any sexual in any sexual. No, they're just uh, yeah, they got a bad deal. I would I would actually love to to bring somebody on who really talk about sex and teenage or or teenage development. Uh, Separately, separately. Uh, so if anybody who's watching knows anybody who wants to talk about sex or teenage development, I think that would be would be really cool. Um, I think everybody has a bit of trauma in their development. Yeah, we have to have a girl here. That and actually, I think, you know, I, but yeah, but but girls are also just as fucked up as guys. So. No, 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 but, yeah, no, no uh, in different ways, but yeah. What I'm saying is, I want a professional. And although professionals can be fucked up just as much. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but uh, at, least, at least they've done the research. You can give us a point of view on But I would, I would love to, I, yeah, I'd really love to uh, get some professionals on this. Let me, uh, uh, what, what's missing is just open dialogue about what two people want, which people are incapable of having because, yeah. they, because they cannot communicate. And one that's, that's, a, a, that's a good point. Um, There's a am I refilling my drink or are we done? Uh, let me read through the comments, and uh, I think I think we're gonna hit the road. But if you guys are watching again, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe to the audio podcast. I'm gonna read through some comments because I love the the feedback that we get. Uh, I still believe I'm meeting a guy and going through the process of romance, getting to know each other. Yeah, I think that's really yeah. Do that. Um, I have proof. Uh, you want to come over and bring wine without even meeting? Is a a bit, uh, yeah, and now, like, with, like, the apps and shit, people no. skip a lot of steps, like, I think people need to, people need to understand how to be so fucking fully uncomfortable in different aspects of life. Um, but I'm okay with the wine. Expectations should be based on life experiences as a child when you're developing is very cunt. I don't know what cunt means, but... Confusing? I, oh, confusing. But, but you don't have any ex, ex, uh, experiences when you're developing. So yeah. it is confusing. And you need to put yourself in those situations. Um, uh, I'm hot, but come on. Can you say cheaper murder? I don't, I'm a little lost on that one. Uh, I would pick murder. Definitely took a left turn. Appreciate your decency, courtesy, and morals. Um, mm -hmm. If we only had Adam here, man. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. 
I'm telling you, Adam is a man of morals. Uh, interesting talk today. Uh, my expectations are high because it's based on morals. Um, I'm a, Justin is the only man I like on, on TikTok. I'm happy to hear that. A lot, lot probably more moral people than, than me on TikTok. Uh, I'm just here to share some positivity. Uh, I'm a licensed social worker and have worked with kids for nearly 10 years. Uh, shoot, shoot, me a, shoot me a DM. Um, particularly teenage boys, which is wild. Um, I can speak to teenage boys because I've been a teenage boy. Can't speak to teenage girls. Don't want to speak to teenage girls. Uh, <laughs> and I fear for when I have... That might lead down a bad road. And I fear for when I have teenage girls. Uh, uh, just don't. I appreciate you all for joining us. The Bosonator, the Tagliator. Wait, hold on, hold on, let me just say this last thing. Um, so the only reason why girls wear makeup is because guys fall in love with what they see. And the Wrong. only why guys lie is because girls love to hear what they want to hear. Wrong on half the half the accounts. I I don't necessarily know that he is. Depends I'm I'm gonna say that he's wrong about half of it. It depends on depends on the perspective. That's the reason why guys and girls cannot like talk. To no, them. no, no. We'll, we'll revisit this on Thursday, but Andres is wrong about the first half. All right, all right. So then, what are you proposing for Thursday? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll start out with why Andres is wrong. Yeah, but give me, give me, give me some, yeah. give me some like some. So I want a little teaser here, James. Women are more harsh judges of other women than men are of women, than men are judgmental of women. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen a guy looking at a girl and going like, oh, I'm not going to fuck her because she has stretch marks. Yeah. But a girl goes like, oh, there's a girl with a stretch mark. She looks horrible. Whatever. Right. Like so Andres is kind, kind of keying into what I'm saying is that women are harsher critics of other women than men are of women. That's not to say that men are innocent. We, we're, we're not. But when when you want to talk about slut shaming or beauty standards or any of these things, I would argue that women are the ones that are judging other women more harshly. Sure, sure. But well, okay, we will get there next time. This is we'll conclude episode forty. We hit we hit the big four zero. Um, which is pretty cool when it comes to it. We'll keep going. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I will do, I'll do some champagne on episode 50. Uh, I mean, that's only a couple. I'll buy a bottle of champagne for it. Only a couple of weeks away. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's figure out a good. No, James is going to be here. That's a, that's a big, big surprise. That's a present. That's a big present. He's going to be here live with us. That would not be a bad idea if you could fly James up. If uh, I could do it, the, the, uh, we'll talk about the scheduling because it might actually not line up. Well, but but with the pants, we could we could, we could delay a little bit. We could delay a little bit. I might actually be in California in five weeks. And and we will and we can redirect your flight back. We'll delay a day. Uh, <laughs> anybody anybody got any airline connections? Because I think I think that could be cool. Get James back in New York. I'm doing a little uh, trip for my birthday that I don't know any details about. It's mid-October. I don't. I don't know any of these details yet. I don't want to know. I just want. I want a bag packed for me. I just want to go to an airport bar, hop on an airport plane, 
pop some mini bottles, I'm get off. Of <laughs> yeah, you end up in fucking Peoria. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, you know, as, as long as I got a nice bar. And I, I'll be a happy guy. I that's just, the only thing to do in Peoria. A little, a little, uh, little time uh, outside of the office would be nice. A um, little time away from the talk and the, and the fucking gram over here, which I love. Which I love. It, I, I actually enjoy it. But, um, but a little time without the screen would be good. So uh, share with James. Uh, text me later your travel details. But I think that could be a cool 50th episode. Oh, it'd be great. Um, and we'll try to make this professional of a... Uh, Forget all the champagne. This is for Blackberry. All right. Well... I'm out. All right, let's uh, let's call it. All right, thank you for joining us. Goodbye. See you later. Hey, hope you liked today's episode. It was number 40, so a bit of a benchmark. That's really cool. We're keeping them going because of you, so I would love your feedback. If you haven't already subscribed, don't forget that subscribe button. If you haven't already liked, I really, I, you know, I think you owe me by now, especially if you've gotten all the way through the podcast. You owe me a like. All right, we'll see you soon. Thanks a lot.